everyone and welcome to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira, And I'm Em. And without further ado, let's jump into our weekly roundup. So what have you been up to this weekend? I feel like that was a really smooth and straight away transition into the weekly roundup. Yeah. Like I feel Thank unprepared <laughs> to be to have this, even though we do it every week, I feel unprepared. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> this week has been a good week, you know, like I feel like nice. I've really enjoyed this week. Um, I've been in a little bit of a rut with content creation, which I know we've talked about. Ooh, yeah. Like, it yeah. is hard at the moment to think of ideas. One thing I've been loving is Instagram. I feel like Instagram's just a mm-hmm. platform that I'm really enjoying at the moment. Your reels are oh, just... Thanks. Oh, I love them. I was about to say them. that. Not that my reels are really good. Um, <laughs> just I really love that kind of short form, you know, content. Yeah. And I really liked creating that. Um, for anyone that doesn't follow me on Instagram, I just created a little reel of York yesterday with donut clips and book clips and river clips and it was just (laughs) I really like content creating for Instagram at the moment but YouTube Mm -hmm. is a nightmare I'm sure you'll agree to think of ideas like we have we're doing a collab at the moment which I'm not gonna say what it is um which we're filming but we'll take a couple of weeks to film um and I'm really excited about that one and there's like a couple of ideas that I'm working on they're exciting that I'm you know I'm Mm -hmm. happy with I feel like in general to think of ideas for two videos a week is just difficult I think when you're in lockdown as well and your entire world is much more limited it becomes so much less inspirational and like to create vlogs and stuff I feel like everything is so repetitive because you can't do anything can't go anywhere there's no one new in the vlog making a coffee again here's me lighting (laughs) a candle again (laughs) I know it is tough it really is I definitely am with you on that one yeah, so I feel like I'm just not putting pressure on myself. That is what we preach, so we might as well practice it. Um, definitely not doing two videos a week at the moment because I don't want to create if I'm not feeling inspired. So really yeah. excited about the collab that we're doing and that has been really Me fun too. to film this week. Um, and also I can't talk about what I've been reading this week because that is for that collab. So in terms yes. of TV, <laughs> I have discovered two programmes this week that have taken up a lot of my time. So have you ever seen Shit's Creek? No, I've only seen clips of it on TikTok. <laughs> Everything comes back to TikTok review. It does, actually. It does. <laughs> um, but my housemate recommended it to me, and there are six seasons. And this week, well, I started it, I think, Monday, and I'm now on season four. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. That just sunk in. I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, wait, four seasons? <laughs> to put it into perspective, it's like 13 episodes a season, and I think it's, what is it, like, is it 40 minutes yeah it might be 40 minutes I was gonna say 20 minutes I can't remember it's one of the two we're gonna we'll say 20 minutes but it could make you feel better the characters are just so funny and it's a real feel-good show like if you're looking for Mm. a show that will just make you laugh and is very light-hearted I would go for that one so I've been watching that and then also I saw that the adaptation of Kristen Hanna's Firefly Lane has just gone on Netflix Mm. Um, that's 10 episodes it has Izzy from Grey's Anatomy as like one of the main two roles Um, and I started that oh Gatsby (laughs) Gatsby really wants to talk about Firefly Lane (laughs) (laughs) he's the third host of this podcast now (laughs) I respect that and I welcome him aboard Um, but I started that on Friday and I've watched six hours of that so I feel like oh my god (laughs) it's been a very tv heavy week even though it feels like I've been able to do a lot of reading and other things as well I just feel like I've constantly had it on in the background but definitely (laughs) if you anyone is looking for a pick-me-up Schitt's Creek 
hilarious. So nice. it's been a TV filled week, an Instagram Love content it. creating week. Um, and then also I feel like uh, this week was the first week where I implemented something that I've wanted to do for quite a while, which is waking up an hour earlier or like an hour and 10 minutes earlier, making some coffee, getting back in bed and reading for an hour before work. Because I Ooh, felt like every, the only, yeah, yeah, I really wanted to do it because I feel like every time I get in bed to get in get in bed to read before bed, just lost my brain there. <laughs> um, I <laughs> do fall beds. asleep, like fall asleep straight away, and I never get my reading done. So yeah. I just thought that might that hour in the morning might like reset me for the day, like really give me some separation between mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. I find it really hard to just get up straight away and then just like walk three feet to the desk. <laughs> and that's, you know, the commute. I just, I need something yeah. to separate waking up and starting work. Um, and it's been really good. Like I've got through some serious reading uh, and nice. it's been, I just feel like overall it, my mental health is probably improved for it. Like I just feel very at peace with the world. So oh, that's so nice. There you I'm go. They have you. it. My weekly roundup. What was yours? I love it. My week has been what has been my week who even knows the days are blending into one <laughs> this is what life is like when you're not at work at the moment I feel like everything is just blending into a long day the only thing that gives my week any structure at the moment is um I do a weekly walk with a friend and I also teach two yoga classes one on Wednesday one on Sunday if it wasn't for them I don't think I'd keep track of the days at all but aside from not knowing what's going on in terms of days it has been a really nice week in terms of it was February the week started on a yes. <laughs> the week started on a Monday every week starts on a Monday the month started on a Monday so um that's been really nice that and I've lovely. set myself it is really nice. and, and also yeah. a four week month so we get it it's again just so yeah. satisfying <laughs> imagine that a week that um oh my god why am I confusing weeks and months a month that is a perfect four weeks is just nice beautiful. really great start beautiful so I decided to set myself up for a good February by giving myself a little challenge. I love a good challenge. And this month, the challenge is a 10,000 steps a day challenge for the month of February. Jay does it. He's been doing it for years and years now. And I just am so jealous because Jay has a much better metabolism than me because he walks so much that he can just eat anything and he's just like, you know, in great shape. And I'm just like, I need a bit of that. So I'm doing the steps. And I'm enjoying it, getting outside. Are you taking different books? Oh, lovely. I'm trying to, yeah. So sometimes I'm setting off from the house and walking up to a local park. Sometimes I'm walking to another local park. Sometimes I'm driving to that same park so that I can do a route within the park rather than walking to it and then yeah. just walking home. So I'm trying to mix it up a bit, listening to audiobooks and podcasts. And it's just been a really nice little like daily routine to make sure that I'm getting out, getting some fresh air, doing a little bit of movement and all of that kind of stuff. And then when I have been at home, I've gotten into a new TV show this week. It's been inspired by two things. First of all, Bridgerton. I watched that and there's an actress from the show that I watched this week that's in Bridgerton and I was like, oh, maybe I should give that show a chance. And then I think last week I mentioned that I was watching The Great Pottery Throwdown and the host of that (laughs) is also in this show. And I was like, right, all of the stars have aligned. It's time to watch it. And that show is Derry Girls. So I finally watched Derry Girls. I just never watched it. I absolutely love it. So I watched both seasons of that this week done and dusted respect that and I loved it I loved it so much it was just who's your favourite character I quite like uh, Orla <laughs> do you know what you kind of look a bit like Orla thank you I think 
Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the long curly hair. The curly hair. You give yeah. me all the vibes in looks. Um, <laughs> and I do like Sister Michael as well. <laughs> yeah, she's hilarious. Um, I actually haven't seen that in ages, so I can't remember the names. The name specifically of the one that's my favourite. But you know the really mouthy one that wears hoop earrings. Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. She cracks me up. Michelle and James. I love James. James is quality good. quality conversation between them two. But yeah, it, but yeah, it's a totally fun show. That. And I just feel like I can't believe I've not watched it until now. But I haven't, and now I have, and I love it. I'm obsessed. I'm just sad that British TV shows need to do more episodes because, like, why do we yeah. only do six episodes? I'm not and such not short episodes. Six episodes of only like twenty five minutes each. I like I need more content. So hopefully there'll be a third season at some point soon. Um, and then the only other thing I have to report in this weekly roundup is that <laughs> I'm an extremely clumsy person. Where is this going? Uh, well, where it's going in is that yesterday <laughs> I woke up with a bump on my head, like right in my hairline. There's a huge red bump, an egg, and I'm like, eh. How have I managed to bump my head? <laughs> I would like that noise. That's my text noise. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, that is literally how did I bump my head in the night? Am I not even safe when I'm sleeping anymore? How can I Does be? Does Jay not know? No, he's been wrecking his brain to try and think whether he can remember me doing it. But I think because I'm so clumsy, it's the kind of thing that you could imagine having happened. So he's now not sure whether he has a memory of it happening or whether he just can imagine that it would have happened. <laughs> so we're in a bit of a like confusing situation where I've got a bump on my head. It hurts. But I've no idea where it came from. I can only assume it happened at night time, but it really hurts. So that's all, really. I just wanted to fill you all in on, on that little incident. <laughs> well, it's kind of an incomplete story. I wish there'd been... Oh, yeah, me too. Know, me too. Like the sleep-talking story. I thought there was going to be a conclusion to that story. <laughs> Before we end the weekly roundup, I've got a question for you. Because I feel like it's come up in several conversations with several different people okay. that I've had this week. Um, do you believe in manifestation? I do believe in it to the extent that I think that the way that the mind works is really powerful and I think that if you believe that something is going to happen then you'll be subconsciously taking the steps to make it happen like e.g if you think that by summer you are definitely going to have a six-pack you're not just going to imagine that the six-pack is suddenly going to turn up on June the 1st like you'll probably be manifesting it by working towards it so I just feel like manifestation works in the sense that like you believe something and then you make it happen I don't believe that like you can just wish for something and then it comes your way what about you (laughs) yeah I feel like I don't know what I think (laughs) (laughs) like okay this this stemmed from I'm sure my little sister (laughs) won't mind me saying this Rachel my little sister uh, we had a FaceTime yesterday which was entirely centered around the fact that I wanted to FaceTime the cat, but obviously Bobo can't FaceTime you know, himself. Can't use yeah. FaceTime himself, Bless. so I have to ring Rachel and she'll <laughs> pan the camera in the right direction. Nice. And she was talking about <laughs> the fact that she'd got some. She like I think she'd applied for some sort of money thing, and she got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the specifics, and she was like, "Well, it's because I manifested that I wanted some money." And I was like. I don't think that's how the world works. Well, I've heard of people saying, like, that manifestation can be really specific. And actually, right, 
A couple of occasions have occurred in the past where Jay has wanted something in particular, like I think it was like a drone, and it was a very specific amount of money that we were like, we can't really spend that much money on a drone right now. And then, as if by magic, he got a tax rebate of like the exact amount of money. And it was like, whoa, if we didn't believe in manifestation, (laughs) maybe we do now. But, um, so I feel like it can be really specific. But then also, is it just coincidence? Who knows? Yeah, I was like that. I said, maybe it's just like a cosmic coincidence. And then I also had another friend um, that was like, so I was watching Brid- Bridgerton and I really fancied the guy off it. And I manifested <laughs> that I wanted to date someone who looked like the guy. And now I'm speaking to someone who looks like the guy. And I was like, but that is more that you were searching for something that you saw and yeah. you liked surely which yeah it's like i feel like that is it's kind of manifestation she knew what she wanted and she made it happen but yeah but yeah it depends what you define manifestation as i just thought it was really interesting that several people brought up that this week and asked me my opinion on it and i was unsure it is interesting and i feel like there's maybe a difference between i know there's definitely a crossover but between manifestation and the law of attraction i feel like in my opinion at least manifestation is more like making stuff happen Whereas I feel like the law of attraction is more like I'm putting out energy and things are coming to me and I feel like that's a bit more like woo-woo, so. Yeah. I mean, I definitely respect people that do believe in it because it's quite a nice thing to believe in. Yeah. It's quite a positive thing to believe Mm. in. See, this is where I've seen some negatives coming from law of attraction. Not that everyone who believes in it thinks like this, but they also then say if if something bad happens to you, you manifested it on a subconscious level and I'm just you know like so if you like got ill they're like yeah you manifested that on a subconscious level your vibrations made negative vibrations come back to you in the form of an illness so it's just like some people I think take it a bit too far where it's like that's not really how things work medically but um yeah. I think for the you manifested yourself a bump on the head and clearly I did <laughs> but for the <laughs> most part I do think it's quite a nice way to to look at the world and I do agree well like I said the mind is very powerful so if you believe you can do something I feel like that's like one step to actually making it happen is your own yeah. self-belief so well, it's like mind over matter isn't it I just think it's a really interesting conversation maybe should have saved <laughs> it for a weekly theme but I just thought I'd sneak it in there at the end of the round no I absolutely love it and if anyone else is interested in manifestation and you would like us to expand in a weekly theme then please do let us let know because i would love to talk about it and so would gatsby by the sound gatsby. Of <laughs> and with that i think that brings this weekly roundup to an end okay so introducing the weekly theme this time it was kira's turn to think of a theme and she thought of a really really good one i have to say i was a bit hesitant (laughs) when she texted me with this idea but it turned out to be a really interesting challenge for us this week so do you want to introduce the theme yeah challenge is definitely the right word because this week we decided to do a 24-hour digital detox Ah, literally (laughs) the scariest thing so this is something that i've considered doing many times but I've always just been too chicken to do it because I'm just addicted to my phone but um, specifically I see Venetia Lamana who is the host of Talking Taste Buds podcast she does like a weekend like long digital detox every weekend where she goes off social media it's called Offline 48 her and her husband do that together and I saw a lot of creators doing like a between Christmas and New Year social media detox now I've never 
felt the need to do one in the sense of like I don't feel like social media negatively impacts my mental health however Apple very kindly decides to give you a weekly screen time report (laughs) (laughs) and I thought you know what maybe maybe I enjoy social media too much maybe it doesn't affect my mental health so much that I literally can't put it down so I saw my screen time I was like right I'm gonna suggest it to Em because if she's not gonna do it with me I'm gonna have to do it myself but at least if we do it together we can make a podcast about it and thankfully she said yes so (laughs) we're hyping this up so much (laughs) so many people will just be like it's only 24 hours without a phone however I think it's important to mention that as like social media marketing as is our like job and also our hobby Hobby, it is quite a big thing (laughs) it is and like I think especially in lockdown, I've seen my screen time go up massively because you're at home, maybe not working as much, you can't really interact with people in real life, whereas like normally we wouldn't be like FaceTiming each other every single day or whatever, (laughs) but we'd meet up for coffees and whatever, whereas we can't do that at the moment. So like you definitely see, yeah, cry indeed, you definitely see an increase in social media usage. So before we talk about our experience with the <laughs> detox itself thought it would be fun to kind of like break down what we were working with like why this detox was so necessary with a few stats from our weekly screen time reports so first things first we're talking about last week which is the week that really made me realize that I needed to do this my full weekly screen time so the amount of time I spent on my phone for the entire week was 48 hours and one minute (laughs) holy moly i know what about you mine was i mean i don't know why i'm saying that like mine's any better mine was 44 hours and 33 minutes with a daily average of 6 hours and 22 minutes my daily average is 6 hours and 51 um and i also thought it would be fun to discuss like um, Apple also breaks down like what you're spending time with on each app, like how many apps you're doing and all that kind of stuff. So what were your top th- three apps, Em? God, it's so embarrassing. Um, so <laughs> what I will say is that when we were like sending each other these screenshots, I laughed so hard that my housemate from another room said, is that you screeching? <laughs> so my first one is Instagram, which was 10 hours and 18 minutes. And mm-hmm. that makes sense because most times when I go on my phone, I do go on Instagram. I think I talk to quite a few content creators on there. And so I'm, yeah. you know, I'm using the messenger function of it a lot, but also I do mm. just love it. Like Bookstagram rather, I never go on my personal Instagram, but it yeah. is Bookstagram <laughs> all the way. And then my second place <laughs> was, a, was a dating app, which is just really <laughs> embarrassing. And I would like to say that I think that was totally a week of boredom because my screen time this week report it's not even on there <laughs> and well yeah seeing it as my second most used app actually prompted me to delete it because I was like what am I doing I don't like I go, like I think I go on it but I don't even like I don't I don't need it and I don't I don't really want it at mindless the moment, so, scrolling yeah. yeah so that really like shocked me into deleting it and then my third one but I will say that Instagram was like 10 hours and then the second two were like two to three hours so it was definitely mm-hmm. a massive drop um okay. my third one was Prime Video which I think is because I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy on Prime yeah so yeah that and then my total my total pickups which we thought was really interesting <laughs> I picked up in the like last week I picked up my phone 1172 times which is ridiculous and I need help 
Oh my god, that is a lot of pickups. Jesus I Christ. I know. I need to control wow. myself. Um, so my top three apps were probably unsurprisingly because I managed to bring almost every conversation back to this particular app but in first place was TikTok where I spent a grand total of 16 hours and 54 minutes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's, it is ridiculous. Now I will say that on this particular week I was just starting to create content for TikTok as well so I was getting used to their editing functions and stuff so I was probably spending a lot of time with the app <laughs> open like doing bits of editing and that kind of thing and there were a few occasions where I edited and it went wrong and I had to go back and start all over again so I do think that will have pushed up my time a bit but a large proportion of those 16 hours will also have been spent scrolling so that's embarrassing I think a lot of people's like I mean I've never got into TikTok I don't have it but I think a lot of people in lockdown who have TikTok it will be their number one it's just so good like there's just so much good stuff on there like it is it is designed to be addictive and they've been successful in that endeavor because it's really addictive and um, and then my second place app was Instagram where I spent about nine hours um, I do love a bit of Instagram. Again, I talk to people on Instagram. I just like it, but I do feel like Instagram used to be my top app, whereas TikTok has definitely overtaken, overtaken that. And then in third place, I didn't really think this one was a major issue because it was Twitter, and across the whole week, I only spent two and a half hours on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, I never see you on Twitter. Like No, I, I, that's my like last resort app when I'm scrolling and I've like seen everything that everything else has to offer then I'll just go on Twitter um Mm. so Twitter wasn't a big issue and when we did this detox we weren't really using our phones in the day the main aim for me was to not use these social medias and I also did myself a laptop detox because I watch YouTube on my laptop rather than on my phone and if the laptop gave you a screen time report I'm sure the amount of hours I spend on YouTube would be astronomical so I also (laughs) detoxed from that although that's not officially included in the you went the extra mile i had to because otherwise i was like i was cheating myself out of the experience so and what were you pick up oh yeah pickups was 767 so that makes me feel a bit better why is mine so much i guess maybe like i'm picking up my phone and then staying on it for several hours maybe you're (laughs) like picking up doing a quick check or responding to a message and then putting it back down again so like you're probably not spending as much time on each go I'm also surprised that Twitter wasn't in mine because I think Twitter's hilarious and I do go on it a lot. Like, if I had to predict what my top three apps would be, I would say it would be, like, Instagram, Facebook Messenger, and then Twitter. So I was kind of shocked. Prime Video was rogue. But it's the type of thing that you're opening and then you're obviously spending a good amount of time on there. Whereas... um, you know other apps like messenger and stuff you dip in respond to a message then you close it it's like you're not building up the same amount of like cumulative time so that's true so let's get into it let's talk about the detox experience (laughs) we did this one on thursday the 4th of february so midnight to midnight midnight to midnight yeah i went to bed on the wednesday evening put my phone down set the alarms and then i wasn't really going to be using the phone until the next morning so friday morning so how did you find the day (laughs) so I did the same as you the only like I actually did a full phone detox so the only reason I used my phone and I decided to do before I go into that um a full phone detox because my whole job is social media marketing and so I knew Mm. that during the day even though it wouldn't be my personal social media I would be still on social media just for 
my job yeah so I decided that like I'd just put my phone in the wardrobe and not look at it like all day so that's what I did um the only reasons I went on it were to set my alarm as you said and also I need my phone to connect to like the internal I don't know what it's called you know like the network for work the VPN yeah the VPN yeah yeah so I only used it for two things. Then I put my phone in the wardrobe and I didn't pick it up till like the morning after. Um, and you know what? It really wasn't that bad. In fact, I would even go as far as to say that like a lot of the time, really loud door bank, apologies. <laughs> a lot of the time I just didn't even like, think, like I just didn't even notice it. I will mm. say that I think a social media detox is a lot easier than a complete phone detox. Just yeah. for simple things like I spend probably about 97% of the day not knowing what time it was. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know the date when I, like when I uh, mentioned it in my vlog, I was like, uh, um, it's today, it's Thursday the... And I was like, where is the date? I do not know. Um, So like time, I think just, I gravitate towards my phone. Even though I know there's a clock somewhere in the house, I uh, (laughs) use my phone for the time. Then also I didn't realize how many random things I Google. (laughs) Oh yeah. I must Google a lot because I just kept going to pick up my phone to Google something. Like my general knowledge this week is definitely less than it was last week because I couldn't, (laughs) you know, I couldn't validate my queries. And then the third thing was, um, I just miss being able to FaceTime my mum for random random things. I think mm. this digital detox made me an adult because I couldn't ask my mum stupid things. In fact, yesterday, <laughs> <Made you grow> <laughs> up. yesterday I was like, yeah, it did. Well, no, maybe it didn't because yesterday I was texting her and I was like, <laughs> I was like, can you eat something if it says two days, but it's been two and a half days and she wouldn't answer me and I like, kept ringing her and then she rang me back eventually. She was like, can you do this digital detox again? <laughs> Oh my god. Brutal. I was like, sorry mom, I just like, I just like ringing you for everything. So those were the three things that I noticed, but in terms of social media, like, I think I could very easily do, like, one or two days a week where I just don't go on it. I wouldn't choose a weekend because that's when I do, like, most of my You're content f- like, creation yeah. and, like, most active on it. Um, but I definitely could do a social media detox. I'm just not sure what the point would be of doing a phone detox regularly because I yeah. just need it for things. I agree. For this purposes, I went cold turkey except for so I used my phone for the alarm and I also was filming a recipe for TikTok so I used my camera I didn't open TikTok at all on the day or Instagram so I didn't open any of the apps that I was trying to avoid I just opened cameras that I would have the like footage for later on um but so I did use my phone slightly so I wouldn't I don't know I didn't see the issue with that personally because it's Mm. not my phone that I'm like trying to avoid it was just mindlessly using all of my time on social media yeah so essentially it was the social media that I was trying to avoid and I definitely feel like the experience was easier than I expected I was nervous because I use social media a lot as you know clearly evidenced by my screen time report and it's lockdown I was at home on my own except for with Gatsby the rabbit but he doesn't talk that much so it's like I didn't really have anything to keep me company to go in conversation and I feel like I turn to social media people's vlogs and things like that as like a form of communication when I'm like bored Mm. during the day so I feel like that was what I was nervous about but actually managed to keep quite busy and the day went quicker than I expected so I woke up went for a walk um which was quite a nice long walk. Then I came back, did some baking. So I was filming the baking, but I wasn't, um, didn't even Google a recipe or anything, just made it up on the fly. So I was quite impressed with how it turned out. It might not be the best recipe, but to say I just did it like completely. (laughs) And now you've palmed it off on all your TikTok followers. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was quite, I've not actually uploaded it to TikTok yet, but (laughs) 
it was quite a nice recipe and I was impressed with myself for not having to use any kind of like past references because I have a banana bread recipe on my blog and I usually just refer to that as like a rough guide when I'm then making banana bread and just alter it but today I just well not today on Thursday I just sort of like went for it and completely improvised Um, I did some watercolor painting and I did watch tv <laughs> I did watch TV, I will admit that, because I couldn't stand the silence. I had to watch Four in a Bed because I was like, I need something to keep me company. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, this is like a detox in the middle of a lockdown, so I think you can yeah. be forgiven. And I think if, yeah, if I'd have been in the office or whatever, I wouldn't have needed my phone really at all. Um, or like, you know, a human connection because there would have been people around me. Um and if it would have been on a weekend and more people would have been at home again, it might have been a bit different. But I felt like TV was fine because I don't usually watch a huge amount of TV actually on the TV. So like I thought that was kind of okay. Um, and I was doing quite a bit of reading. So on the whole, it was easier than I expected. But I missed it most when I was eating because that is when I would usually sit down and watch like a really good YouTube video or do some scrolls. And I feel like I... <laughs> because when I was um, eating, I couldn't read or like paint or whatever. I didn't do it, have anything else to keep my hands busy. It kind of felt like an itch that you just couldn't scratch. Like I just felt yeah. the urge to go on it. Obviously resisted, but like on the whole, it was a lot easier than I expected. And I think the main takeaway for me was that most of the time I'm scrolling just because, and it is like a compulsion almost, like I just do it out of habit rather than because... I need it or want to do it and like obviously there are times when I'm consuming content because I want to but there's so many times where I'm literally just like going through the motions and scrolling for no reason so I think I'm going to try and just be a bit more mindful of when I pick up my phone am I actually doing it because I'm interested or want to look at something or is it just because it's something for my hands to do and I'm also going to be trying (laughs) emphasis on trying to limit my phone usage like before bed specifically and then maybe when I wake up as well just to have like a bit of a buffer when I'm like winding down and then waking back up so yeah I think that's my experience (laughs) definitely a good conclusion to make I think a lot of the times I think the fact that I didn't really miss social media like I do really enjoy social media as you Mm. say when I choose to go on it but I think the fact that I didn't really miss it that much shows me how much I go on it just out of habit Um, and I think now I have noticed that for a few times in the days since we did the detox I've been like for like in a couple of hours after I like a I don't know how to explain this. I'll just be at random points in the day like, I don't know where my phone is. And that never happens to me. I'm like, it's been two hours and I haven't even thought about picking up my phone. And so I think it really made me realise that, like, it is habit. And once you start to break that, I think you can become, as you say, much more mindful with when you do pick up your phone. And another thing I will say is that I think it's a lot easier to do a detox when it's, like, on your own terms, if that makes sense. Mm. So, like, we chose to do this. So it was very easy to put our mind to it. But say if the internet went down for a day and we just couldn't, I think that would, like, be harder. Don't say it. I don't know. Don't manifest it. (laughs) Or say if, like, you went offline for 24 hours, didn't notify me, and I just couldn't get hold of you, I'd be like, "Eh." Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's it's very much easier when it's on your own terms. Yeah, I feel like I love social media because it doesn't have a negative impact on my mental health I don't find it caused me any anxiety or anything like that which I know is the case for some people I'm not feeling compelled to like 
actively cut it out for large portions of time I'm just trying to be more mindful and I think that was like something that I wanted to be able to take from this experience and I feel like I've achieved it by just sort of knowing that it's still going to be there not going to miss anything by not going on it for a couple of hours but just trying to avoid that like almost just like yeah out of not even really like yeah just not even noticing what I'm doing just like going through the motions like what's even the point I did miss being able to text you though I'm not gonna lie yeah I feel like (laughs) we both had the experience of it was slightly easier because we were both doing it together so it was like even if I texted you you wouldn't have seen it so at one point I even did consider emailing you I'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) and I thought that's gonna defeat the object of this entire experience but I didn't I didn't realize how much I spoke to you during the day until I couldn't (laughs) I really think the, the, I was reading back the messages that we were sending each other before we turned our phones off on the Wednesday night. It was like we were going into battle. I know. We were just like, okay, see you later. Bye. 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 I don't want to say bye. 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 <laughs> so yeah, I think that's oh another conclusion I made. I think I speak to you more than anyone else, probably, other than my mum. And um, so the fact that we were both doing it and the fact that, as you say, I knew that I couldn't text you made it easier but here's the real question (laughs) did your screen time decrease it definitely did decrease so drum roll please (laughs) (laughs) this week's entire screen time so fast we film uh record this podcast on a sunday so basically like a week after we last looked at our screen time and so this week's average is four hours 32 minutes per day versus six hours 51 so definite decrease on daily average and total time is 31.45 versus 48 well yours just could decrease so much yeah so i spent 48 hours last week and this week i'm down to 31 so i'm impressed with that i'm proud of you for that and tiktok basically halved so last week was 16 hours 54 and this week is 8 hours 53 so I'm proud of you you know just over an hour a day ish feels more reasonable than like several hours every day so I'm I'm pretty pleased with it so what about you I'm proud about I'm proud about you I'm proud for you you like on Microsoft (laughs) Teams where you can send people praise (laughs) <laughs> i'm sending you praise right now thank um, you appreciate it mine went down like just like almost exactly 10 hours so it was 44 nice. hours 33 minutes now it's 34 hours for this week and 18 minutes nice. um which i'm happy about because i think that reflects the fact that i had a full day off and then since i had that full day off i've definitely reached my phone less so i'm really yeah. happy about that and then my three apps you'll be glad to know have definitely <laughs> changed so instagram <laughs> is still my number one but the dating app is no longer uh, facebook <laughs> messenger number two and then netflix is my third option which i think reflects the fact that i moved from gray's anatomy which was on amazon prime to shit to shit which, yeah. <laughs> which was on netflix so i'm pretty happy we did this it was a really interesting experiment and yeah i think i'm definitely going to do it more i think i'm subconsciously doing it more already yeah i feel like it just took maybe like a day of like cold turkey just to slightly <laughs> change our perspectives and just introduce some slightly healthier social media usage habits which is what i wanted to take from this so i'm proud that we did it and i feel like it was a good experience <laughs> yeah. so good good choice for the theme absolutely thank god because you've been bringing out some absolute incredible themes and i felt i kind of <sighs> did something to like something to be on your level because i've been lagging, <laughs> lagging behind so thank god for this theme but yeah so i hope you enjoyed if you've ever done a digital detox then definitely let us know what your experience was or if we have somehow miraculously managed to inspire you to try one then we'd love to know about your experience as well but i Absolutely. think that brings this digital detox experience to an end 
All right, so moving into the agony ant section, Em's favourite part of this podcast. <laughs> favourite part just of always the week. so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for our first question, we have one that I think is very interesting, one that I think I kind of relate to a little bit, and I just think a lot of people will find something to relate to in this one, and that is, we have a question which basically says, I'm looking to make a career change and I really want to quit my job, but I'm feeling guilty about quitting when there are so many people who have sort of involuntarily lost their jobs over the last year as part of the pandemic, which there's so much to unpack from that, but what do you reckon? Any thoughts? Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) my first immediate thought is, and I feel this way whenever anyone sends us a question that is related to careers and like maybe wanting to change or not knowing what to do about the careers. And I think the thing is like, a career is such a massive part of your day-to-day life and also your yeah. overall life. Like when I think about how much time I spend working in comparison to like all the other parts of my life, it is yeah. other than sleeping, it is by <laughs> far like the biggest portion of my life. And so I think it has to be something that really like you're passionate about or that you enjoy or that you're just happy in um and I think it's such a massive part of your life that if you are feeling that you need to make a change you shouldn't let any external like outside forces influence that decision because I think it is the best decision for you I think yeah yeah, it's a really it's been a really sad time and a really hard time for a lot of people with jobs Mm -hmm. I experienced that myself and it was awful um but you can't let that yeah you it's it's nice that you're acknowledging that other people have gone through a really hard time and I think that in itself kind of should make you feel better about it because I think there will be people who wouldn't think about that and the fact that you have thought about that is really a nice thing um but I don't think it should stop you from making a change in your career if you think you are able to make that change change (laughs) if you think you're able to make that change if you think you're (laughs) able to make that change if you're in a position like maybe financially or whatever Mm. to quit your job and go for a different career path then absolutely go for it I think the thing about this pandemic is that it feels like it's put a pause on everyone's life so if you have found a way to unpause it in a positive way Mm-hmm. go for it I support you 100% what about you I love that love that I feel like I've got very similar thoughts so my first immediate response is in the least selfish way possible you have to live for yourself and not for other people now obviously don't be consciously causing other people like pain or difficulty but making a decision about your own career and putting your personal needs first is not selfish and no. you know there'll always be people who are having difficulty in their career or who have been made redundant and stuff and you can't use their experiences to you know alter your own personal life choices because whether you stay in your job or whether you quit your job those people have still been made redundant nothing you do is going to change the fact that people have had career difficulties and actually although it's just one role if you were to quit your job and go for something different then that does open up a career opportunity for someone else who potentially yeah that's a really good way of looking at it in in the pandemic so you know that's one way to look at it i i'd also say yeah obviously take your own personal situation into account don't do anything like rash in the sense that like if you have got a secure job and you could maybe work on changing career paths while still supporting yourself with this job then that could be an option as well depending on like what the new career path exactly is because obviously if you're then going to need to support yourself with a different job while you're training for something new you might struggle to find that job so it's you know logistics to think about but I do think in terms of just the like morality of it absolutely go for it because you know 
it has been a difficult year. I know I certainly have had these thoughts um, mostly back before Christmas, back when I was like on furlough again partially and I just felt like I have a job but I'm not doing a job and like I just don't know what to do with myself and I did start looking for other jobs and then went back into my current job felt a lot happier with it and now I'm back in furlough again so it's like it is a big up and down situation and even people who are in secure jobs aren't getting the same work experience that they maybe would have had before so it is really difficult and I think you've just got to at the end of the day weigh up the options and choose what feels best for you and put your own career first because it is such a big part of your life so absolutely important and also I think just to finish that off um when I was job hunting and had lost my job I would not have thought badly of any of my friends that decided to make a career change I would have just supported Mm. them and thought that's amazing like go for it yeah yeah so exactly yeah most people would I can't imagine anyone would present like even in workplaces where some people have been made redundant and other people haven't most people who have been made redundant I don't think would have the view of like oh why hasn't Tom from business been made redundant instead of me it's like that's just not how it works and most people don't have that kind of view so I feel like it's yeah kind of I can understand where the concern is but I don't think it's like valid enough to make you not want to make that change so I just think the concern reflects quite well on you as like a person yeah and what I will say is good luck if you decide to yeah yeah good luck and please report back on if you ended up doing it (laughs) because I would love to know um so that is the first question we had and then we do sometimes get questions which are more like for us rather than an agony ant question and usually we don't like ask them but we thought you know, let's do it because this is Mix also kind of like it's kind of advice a little it bit. It's is, more yeah, of a recommendation. I think so. Um, so we got a comment that said, "I've been getting really into reading this year and in lockdown number three. Can I have some book recommendations from you both?" So we have put together each a list of three books that we would recommend. Um, yes. I'm just going to recommend them. So I'm not going to dwell too much on the synopsis. How do you do this plural of synopsis? synopses synopses i'm not gonna dwell too much on the synopses of these books um i'm just gonna like give you my top book of 2018 2019 and 2020 i like that yeah i thought that was a good way to do it because three (laughs) books like it's hard to narrow it down so my favorite book of 2018 and it's literally thinking about this question has made me want to reread it is it ends with us by colin hoover you've read that oh yeah yeah you gave it to me yeah yeah. i did think i think i've i think i've given you all of these books Um, I, I like it. force my reading taste on Kira. So yeah, it ends really by Colin book. Hoover. Definite trigger warning for domestic abuse. This one, mm-hmm. I actually read it when I was doing some research and looking at how other authors wrote about domestic abuse when I was writing my own book because that is a theme there as well. And mm-hmm. I just thought this was so beautifully written. It was, so uh, in my opinion, it was done so, so well. And it came from a place, if you read the author's note at the end, it did come from a place of like experience. And so I think, I think it was to do with her father. So I just mm. thought this book was so, so beautifully written and I would really, really recommend it. I think yeah. my reading taste can be described as like t- contemporary, often with romance, definitely looks at issues. Like I gritty think I, romance. Yeah, I gritty think. romance. That is a good, yeah, that is a yeah. good way of looking at it. <laughs> so in 2019, my favourite book that I also sent Gira was After I Do by After Taylor I Jenkins Reid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that is about two people who are university sweethearts and their marriage becomes stale in their mid-twenties and they decide to take a year apart. They can't speak to each other. They can and see other people and at the end of the year they'll come back together and they will decide whether they want to get a divorce and I just love this one because it looked at all the different kind of ways that you can love and all of the different mm-hmm. like familial love platonic love romantic love um, and I just thought it was absolutely 
brilliant again beautifully written really really stuck with me also yeah. want to reread that one now and then can you guess my third <laughs> my favorite of 2020 actually, uh, i actually don't know i don't know but you will I know when like, i say it yeah i will know i just i'm not sure i'm not sure so in 2020 it. it was writers and lovers by lily king oh my god what an idiot <laughs> oh yeah how god. did you forget I that hate myself <laughs> So I feel like I've talked about that on the podcast loads, but that is just about a woman who is, she's a waitress at a cafe, but she really wants to be a novelist and she's at a stagnant point in her life. She's dealing with the grief of losing her mother and also a relationship. um, And it's just about her finding her way again. And I absolutely adored it. So they're my Mm. three recommendations. You've got It Ends With Us, After I Do, and Writers and Lovers. And I hope you enjoy them. Nice. What a great list. I've tried to go for three very different books that kind of represent like different bits of my reading taste because I feel like I've got quite a random mishmash of books in my collection so the first book is probably a predictable choice (laughs) but I've gone for Conversations Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney Rooney. (laughs) obviously (laughs) so predictable but no it's just a really really incredible book I won't dwell too much on the synopsis because we've talked about this book loads and loads of times we both really like it but it is a really incredible contemporary literary fiction focuses on complicated group of friends and romances that occur between them and I feel like it dives into the theme of like polyamory how viable that is as an actual like life choice and I just really love it Sally Rooney is incredible did think about putting both of her books in there but I thought that was a bit like Okay. Same me. So I decided to just put conversations with friends in. The next book on my list is Misery by Stephen King. Whoa, now, wasn't expecting that. I just love Misery and I feel like it's <laughs> a great a great book for like getting into reading because it's quite tense and like I feel like it's quite gripping. So we have a main character who is an author. He goes off to Colorado from New York to write his books and then he goes back to New York when he finishes them. So he finishes this manuscript in um, Colorado, a very snowy day, and he's about to like drive off and go back to the airport, go back to New York to drop off this manuscript. And then he crashes his car is left for dead but then this woman Annie Wilkes saves him and it turns out to his horrifying realization that she's his like number one fan and she's also a registered nurse so she like basically takes him home nurses him back to health but also like keeps him hostage and it's so intense it's so tense it's my my favorite Stephen King by far and I love Stephen King books that are not paranormal there's nothing spooky about this book it's purely just about a crazy human interaction which I just think is even scarier because it's like oh that could technically actually (laughs) happen don't say that (laughs) yeah so I love it it's incredible really really good and then the third and final book on this list is The Flat Share by Beth oh classic classic a good selection I I enjoy your selection thank you I just feel like The Flat Share is my favorite romance novel it's so fun I love dual perspective it's a really unique premise where you've got the two main characters sharing this one bedroom flat but never meeting because they have different shift patterns and then writing little post-it notes and gradually building up a friendship and then you know who knows what happens after that I'll leave (laughs) that to you to find out but it is just really good and also you recommended that I read that one and it was a good recommendation so Mm, you recommended that I read Misery and I had never read Stephen King 
and I really enjoyed it. I also really enjoyed the adaptation on Netflix, which I watched just before Christmas, and they cast Annie so well. You mean the one with Kathy Bates? Um, I don't know what I mean. The one on Netflix. <laughs> I think it's... The, 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 is it like an old one? It's not like a new adaptation. It felt pretty new. Is the dad... Oh, not the dad. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make sense in a minute. Is the main guy the dad from Elf? Yes. Yeah, then it's the old one. Yeah, Kathy Bates. Yeah. yeah. This it's incredible. That is so tense and like, oh my god, it actually chills me because they just did it so well. So yeah, agreed. It's one of the only Stephen King movie adaptations, I think, that does the book justice because most of the paranormal ones, I think, cut out a lot of the character development and just focus on like jump scares and horror and like ghostly stuff whereas because this one is just about two characters and their interactions with each other I think it came across really well to screen and I love it so yeah (laughs) perfect they are our recommendations we hope you enjoy them very difficult challenge actually to pick three books so I just cheated and picked my favorite from three years but no that's a really good good way Thank you. That is our second Agony Ant question. And I feel like that wraps up this episode. Absolutely. So if you have any thoughts on what we talked about in this episode, then make sure to go and let us know on our Instagram at We're Spinning Plates. We'd love to hear from you. And um, Gatsby says goodbye as well. We'll see. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>